Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found us. Yay. Yay. You're listening to the Brooke and Jeffrey podcast. Thank you so much for listening. After this, go to brookeandjeffrey.com and buy some of our merch for Christmas presents. Oh, my God. You sound so much more handsome when you're wearing it. (laughs) Well, thank you. I am wearing the hat right now. There you go. I'm sure you could already tell. (laughs) We're 60 seconds from the shock collar question of the day. It's Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. And what would you say is more intense? A seven-round UFC bout in Vegas. Whoa, seven rounds? Or bidding on a home in today's current housing market. Home, home, definitely home. (laughs) Buying a property, Uh, it's more competitive now than it's ever been. Dude, that's what I've been hearing. And there's always something in the news. It's like, it sold for $18 over asking price. (laughs) That's exactly why one family's making news today. Because they're going to the extreme in order to find their dream house. Okay. They've actually moved from California to Tennessee last month in search of a home that they could afford. Okay. And ever since, they've been forced to live out of a hotel and sometimes their minivan Ah. because they can't find one. Oh, my God. Not great. They've gotten into bidding wars with homes sometimes going for $100,000 over the asking price. Are you kidding me? Which is why they're trying a new tactic now. Okay. 
they've gotten their five-year-old to make a flyer that reads, We love your home. Oh, no. In <laughs> kitty writing. Oh, no. Like the <laughs> colorful crayons. Yeah. Do they tell her to cry at the doorstep and tell them that they're living out of their minivan? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And then the kid draws a picture of, like, a cute little house with a sun over it. Oh, I'd sell it. This Would is you? Us Take it. I don't own a home, yeah. so easy to say. And then on the back is all the family's information. So if the owners are interested in selling their house to them, that's how they would contact Wait, them. So they're just Aww. putting flyers on any old house, like not even ones that are for sale. They're, they're giving just... they're giving it to the kid to go yep. hand to the owners oh of the God. house. The, and, I swear the kid's got to be like, it's cold out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we please buy your home right. so I can have a place? Call yourself little Timmy. Yeah, okay. here we go. Cough a lot. Yeah. The mom says she's even paying her daughter a dime for each flyer that she gives oh, out. Oh, that's kind of cute. I feel like the daughter could negotiate that yeah. for a better salary. <laughs> for him. I mean, for she does get better. Bennies, though. I mean, living at mom's house. Brooke big benefit. Yeah. <laughs> so far, they still haven't found the perfect home yet, but the family is not giving up on the fight. Aww. And that's a lot cuter than my strategy, which is going to open houses wearing a dog shock collar and uh, threatening oh. to electrocute myself. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll keep doing it. Yours <laughs> may be more effective. Though. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But. It is time for the shot caller question of the day. We have a bucket full of names. We're going to draw one out, see who gets asked a trivia question. If you answer wrong, your punishment is to be shocked while singing a song. So text into 78592. Tell us which one you'd like to hear. Jose's drawing a name out because he had the shot caller last. Who'd you get, Jose? Brooke T. Kettle Fox. Ooh. Huh. Okay. Is that like a weird Whistle? urban dictionary meaning know. to that? Yeah, like Someone look like it up for us. I just picture Beauty and the Beast tea kettle. What's oh, her name? Mrs. Mrs. Potts. Brooks putting on the shot collar while that happens. Digital Jake, please read us the shot collar question of the day. There are thousands of Starbucks all over the world, but today's shock is about one store in particular. It's a seemingly regular Starbucks with a regular menu, but with a few subtle differences. Baristas are forbidden from writing the names of customers onto cups, and if oh. they want to leave their workstation, they need to request an escort. It's such a unique setup that the receipts don't even say Starbucks on them, but rather store number one. Hmm. Why is this Starbucks so unique? Hmm. Well, store number so one. So the first thing that comes to my mind is why would you not want the name on the cup is because the people want to keep their identity a secret. Right? Ah. So like you're not gonna you're not gonna write Hank and he's a CIA agent. Because he just blew his cover. Do you okay. see what I'm saying? That's it. It's a Starbucks of the CIA then. I mean, that's my first thought. Oh, I was thinking an another place where you wouldn't want everybody to know your names is like a brothel. That was my other thought. <laughs> I was wavering between the two. Both filled with old white men. You know, both uh, places. Well, I was thinking about being game. being escorted, right? And that, to me, thought it was one of those, like, crazy... You know how they have like, restaurants on the top of a mountain and it dangles over the side? You're saying, like, they put a Starbucks on the top of Everest yeah. at, like, base camp, and now... And the Sherpa's like, yeah. don't tell my name. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should ask the barista on the show. Oh, yeah. She's the one that knows about writing names on cups. Why would you not want to write someone's name? I was originally thinking like store number one is in like the first one ever. Yeah, but that's Pike Pike's Pike's place. Seattle, so right? you would think that people want their name to take photos. So it can't be for tourists because oh, like right, yeah. people like to take photos and of their Starbucks cups with their name escorted. On it. So the other yeah. reason, so you have to be the employees have to be escorted out, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. If you want to mm -hmm. go to the bathroom or something. The other reason though that you wouldn't want the baristas to write the name is just because maybe they're screwing it up so bad. Or it's like a, a daycare center and the children are the working ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> So they have to be escorted everywhere with a chaperone, and they can't spell names very good. Oh, my God. 
my god. My name's Christopher. Oh, this is gonna be yeah. <laughs> Let's get the question one more time. <laughs> Store number one is what one unique Starbucks goes by, and it's not the only weird quirk about this location. Baristas are, by rule, not supposed to write the names of customers on their cups, and if they even want to exit the coffee-making station, they need to formally request an escort to do so. Formal. What makes these rules necessary at this particular Starbucks? I think I have it. What so think, I was thinking about the CIA thing, mm-hmm. and I just it just there wasn't something that was right to me about it, but I think I was on the right track. Okay. You know, under the White House, there's a whole shopping center. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, a whole yeah. shopping center uh, underneath the White House. Yeah. We had a shock about it once. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And and what if they can't put the, the store names on there because it would be like a sponsorship thing that may be illegal by some law. So oh, they just have like to call it political. store number one. Oh. And then they can't write the names on the cups because, again, it's the... Politicians and everything. Exactly. Sure every and you have to be escorted because you're in the White House. So it's like the Secret yeah. Service escorts you out. It's my idea. Maybe, yeah. It's not bad. What if it's something that's in like a hot air balloon? Oh. See, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's like the thing, though. Crazy but Starbucks would want their name all over that. They wouldn't yeah. go for being called store number one, yeah. right? Like if you're if, if it's an extreme Starbucks, they want their name plastered on it. I mean, they I feel like to be called store number one means that they were forced to for some reason. It's like a code, like the yeah. like they had to take their name off because there's something with rights I, and naming rights okay. and is it commercialization. On the, is it the first thing that's on the moon? The first Starbucks on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> And you need to call NASA to get escorted (laughs) off? Maybe Mars. Matt Damon, he's up there. That's right. He was up there for a while. (laughs) I think Pentagon over White House. I'm going White House. Ooh. I think it's a Starbucks in the White House. All right. One Starbucks in the world must abide by a very particular set of rules because its customers have a very specific set of skills. There are no names allowed to be written on cups, and workers must be escorted around the premises in order to maintain confidentiality. That's because store number one is actually a code name for the Starbucks location inside the CIA headquarters. I went to the CIA and then I went back. Gosh, dang it. I overthought my CIA answer. Oh, man. You didn't get it right. I was right there. Somebody wanted to hear the song, I Don't Want to Close My Eyes by Aerosmith. Don't want to close my eyes. Oh, wait. No, I went in too hard. Too hard. Shocker. How does it start from the beginning? Don't want to close my eyes. Okay. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh, God. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, and that. All right. It's your shock collar question of the day. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. So, believe it or not, we do have people who listen to our show. Weird. Not just locally, but (laughs) even from faraway places. And I know that because an old school letter got mailed to the station. Oh my God, it's handwritten. Handwritten. There's a little like brown envelope it came in. And I want to read it. It's from a young man named Shoko Tanahara. Cool. And it says, Dear Sir or Madam. Oh, wait. My name is Shoko Tanahara. Uh Nice to meet you. I live in Kobe, Japan. Cool. I've been studying English for two years. I look up the meaning of unknown words on YouTube with subtitles and learn a lot of words Uh from your radio. I don't know that this is a good education. (laughs) Yeah, I'm afraid now. He says, my favorite stories are Step on the Gas and SpongeBob Weird Pants. (laughs) I'm sure we did it. I think those are second date updates that we've done. Oh, that makes 
says. He says, especially fart woman. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what they are doing now. Is he just talking about Brooke at this point? Oh, maybe that's what it is. (laughs) He he says, I'd like to go to your studio and listen to your radio from the morning if I improve my English better. I think you're you're doing better than us. Yeah, Yeah, By the way, the guy who is always laughing behind you guys, he is very funny person. You're even funny to Japanese people. That's yeah, like the great. highest compliment that you could get. I, yeah. I could be like an anime character. <laughs> I says, I no, will continue so. to no. listen to your radio in Japan and study hard. Yay. Thank you for reading my poor English. Sincerely, Shoko Tanahara. Oh, my God. Oh. Your English is amazing. That's yeah, only after two years. You yeah. know what we could say if we studied Japanese for two years? Don't try. <laughs> <Nothing>. Maybe <laughs> yeah. hi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're idiots. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> don't even attempt it. Yeah. If you want to write us, go to our socials, at Brooke and Jeffrey. Yeah. Leave a comment. Send a DM. Kick us a junk pic. Whatever you Whoa. have time for. We're going to check our inbox <laughs> okay. right it. after we do laser stories. Go Konnichiwa. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Hey. Yeah. Know, what yeah. does that mean, though? I forgot. I think we just got canceled. Laser stories. <laughs> Stories coming up next. It's the radio segment that wanted to give back to the community by opening an animal shelter dedicated to placing bed bugs in foster homes. Oh, wait a minute. No. But, well, nobody wanted to rescue them. No. And he just got bit everywhere. Teach him a lesson. Maybe a lot better luck next week with ticks. It's laser stories. (laughs) This is my emotional support tick. (laughs) Laser stories. Tell me where we read weird news stories around the globe, just like everyone else does, except we have a laser. Those other clumpa lumpas just don't. This first laser story is out of Tech Town. Braden Wallacki is the CEO of a company called Hypersocial that helps companies market themselves on LinkedIn. Okay. And recently, one of his posts is going viral after he had to lay a few people off. Oh. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, no. You know, that sucks. Now, he didn't say anything stupid, nor did he yell at anybody. Uh-huh. But he went in the complete opposite direction and posted a photo of himself crying about it. Okay. Oh, no. oh, does, does he feel really bad about it? The guy that still has a job, he feels bad that he had to we do got it. A picture. His oh, post sad. talks about how wow. it was his fault. He made a bad business decision six months ago, stuck with it too long, and that's why they all lost their jobs. Ah. The post also Aww. talks about how he wishes he was more cold hearted and didn't care. Is that what but he, he just for? does. Aww. I feel for this guy. You I do? want to donate to his cause. This is Don't like me. a weird, like, he wants sympathy for other people losing their jobs. Well, I'm not it, I'm not on board. You got it for me, yeah. bro. Some people <laughs> seem to think he deserves credit for caring about his employees and being vulnerable about it. Yeah. Others say it's super cringe. Yeah. Duh. His critics say posting the crying pic says more about him than his employees. Yeah. And whether he meant it or not, it feels staged. Yeah, it looks sad in the it, photo. It feels very performative. It makes me sad. Brooke, take a picture of me I so we know. can post it. Everyone see I'm sad. Maybe he could spend <laughs> his time instead of crying trying to find those people jobs at other companies. Just <laughs> brutal. A I, I mean, if he's that upset about it, <laughs> yeah. maybe he could do some work for them. <laughs> get him a resume. Get him an interview somewhere. Well, which side are you on? Tell us, should Brooke post a crying pic next time producer <laughs> Boyd gets fired? Oh. Text in oh. 78592. Oh, you mean every month? Yeah. Come on, that's 
He's due for another firing. <laughs> this next laser story is out of Pennsylvania. A 47-year-old woman named Christy Malsey went to a used car lot recently to confront a man that she'd been in a relationship with, and she was very angry. Going off, yeah, that's what it sounds like. And at one point, she threatened him with a loaded shotgun. Oh, oh my God. No, no, okay. never, never That's do not that. a cute look. Not gonna want him, he's not going to want you back. Yeah, right? Thankfully, the employees were able to remove Christy from the building and lock her out. Good. Oh. But she wasn't done wreaking havoc. Oh, no. She went to one of the cars in the lot, and since she's been practicing witchcraft lately, oh, she wait. got out her spell book <laughs> and set the car on fire. Oh, Wait, wow. she was actually able to do that with a spell? Whoa, well, she's like Harry Potter. To be clear, she didn't actually cast a spell on it. She just used several pages from the spell book as Kindle oh. to ignite the fire. That's how, <laughs> that's like, how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Christy was arrested, and she's facing charges related to reckless burning, terroristic threats, and simple assault. Her oh. bail was set at $25,000. I didn't know. Handcuffs cannot keep a wizard in jail. Yeah. Will Maybe. she use her powers to get out of jail? Yeah. Yeah. Only she has matches. Yeah. This <laughs> next laser story is out of Beverage World. Ooh, interesting. Not sure if you've heard of it, but Coca-Cola's been unleashing bizarre limited edition flavors under their Creations label. Okay. Like Coca-Cola Starlight, which is a space-themed drink that's all red. To infinity oh. and beyond. Interesting. Oh. Okay. There's also another one called Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. Bite spelled B-Y-T-E. Cool. It's okay. supposed to taste like computer pixels. Oh. Oh. What is that? Weird. I feel like that's a tinny taste to me. Tastes like dust on my keyboard. Got a little yeah. bit of a crunch in there. Oh. Well, the latest one to come out is getting the most press. It's called Dream World. Ooh. Which is supposed to taste like the Technicolor world of dreams. Double Ooh. rainbow. Oh my god. Uh, that can get like... gross real quick depending mm. on whose dreams we're talking about. Yeah, if it's my dreams. Yeah, so. I don't want it. It tastes oh. like Doritos and spicy beef sticks for yeah. Jose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. That's such a good dream. But uh. reviewers say this dream inspired drink has a tropical fruit flavor. So think mango and citrus. You better make oh. now. Okay. So we're vacationing on our dreams? Is that yeah. what we're doing? Coca-Cola says this is their fourth and final creations release of the year. So unclear if they plan to continue further down the road or if this is it. I don't think there's a lot of clarity in any of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this next laser story is out of Birthday Bash headquarters. Fun. I think we all agree December babies have it rough. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to say my poor mom, birthday's Christmas but day. I got to say January too, man. They're yeah. like everybody's worn out by the time of January. Every birthday boy. comes around. Nobody wants to participate. Exactly. When your birthday's super close to Christmas, you get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So your parents combine it with the holidays, and you end up getting fewer gifts than all the other kids. Yeah. Oh, I smell his poop. Well, because <laughs> of that, one woman's mommy blog post is going viral after she asked if she should start celebrating her son's December birthday in June instead. Oh. What? I brought this up to my husband because I really? have a January baby, and I was like, maybe we should just celebrate his his half birthday. No, yeah, you gotta celebrate the real day. I like it. Thing. Like I had a June birthday; it was amazing. I think the fact that you even want to celebrate your kids' birthdays at all is a huge win. For <laughs> she says she feels bad for her kid because of all the reasons that we just mentioned. Yeah, and he's also got a sibling with a summer birthday, which makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, so That's now jealous. they can compare. Yeah. Their parties are way cooler. Yeah, way than mine. better. So she asked if anybody else with a December baby has ever done fake birthdays in June or if that's just crazy. You just call your 
half birthday. Yeah. And the responses were mixed. More than a few people called it a really dumb idea. Huh. One person said that unless her kid's birthday is on Christmas, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Said a person who was born in April, I'm sure. Yeah. You know. A uh, few people actually offered solutions, though. One lady said they balance things out by always buying their kids summer stuff, like a new bike. Oh. For their birthday? For yeah. Their, for their December so, birthday. Yeah, I they did that. I did that, and they can't use it. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they just wait. sits in the garage for five mm-hmm. months, and the excitement is gone by the time you pull it out. Here's some sunglasses, kiddo. <laughs> but just the, the anticipation of using it. No. How long do you think these kids' uh, attention spans are, Jeffrey? Whose fault is that? I don't know. A few also said they know parents with kids born on Christmas Day, and those people always celebrate their half-birthday instead, which is June 25th. Yeah. There you go, Brooke. Which is interesting, because this guy's birthday lands on the opposite of a leap year. It's called a hump year. Oh, a hump year. year. I see. And I think we all know what he gets on his half birthday. Oh, yeah, new shoes. That's how Laser Stories has come to an end for the day. We'll do it again same time on Monday. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. We all know Tom Cruise is a pretty interesting dude. Yeah, for sure. That's a understatement. Definitely. You may know him for jumping on couches Mm -hmm. or doing his own stunts Mm -hmm. or somehow aging in reverse like Benjamin Button. (laughs) But not getting any taller. Like, I think he can fix that. (laughs) But when you get to be that big of a star, you can demand pretty much anything you want from the movie studios and make them put it in your contract. Oh, Oh, yeah. And I'm not just talking about, like, money deals here. I'm saying the things that actors need to have on set or waiting for them in their trailers whenever they go to work. Yeah, writers is what they call them, right? Yes, and you may think that you've heard them all before, but Tom Cruise has one specific demand I've never seen, and it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God. We're going to tell you what it is and a few other big A-list celebrities' weird requests coming up. Okay, looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you cannot miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't you want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Oh, and start over with the Roses oh, on Shit's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the only reason Brooke's even working here right Uh now is because management agreed to do this. Brooke demanded every time she goes on air, there be a just below room temperature Reese's peanut butter cup taped (laughs) underneath her seat. Just ready to go at any time. Not quite refrigerated, but not quite. I also requested by management that nobody talks about it, Jeffrey. We may have just voided the contract. Secret Reese's. Bye, Brooke. (laughs) Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. But it's not just uptight, ultra conservative radio hosts that make these types of demands. Oh my God, you are the worst. I'm just saying celebrities are constantly putting weird clauses into their contracts that say, I will not work unless these specific things are provided for me. Mm-hmm. And a list just got leaked to some of the most bizarre things famous celebrities have actually put into their contracts. Like, for the Fast and Furious movies, okay. The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham all had an agreement together with the producers, and it said each tough guy had to receive an equal amount of pain in their action scenes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know it was because, like, in the first movie, The Rock's like, he got beat up worse than I did. Yeah. Right, yeah. they learned their lesson. It's like and little so boys arguing on a play field. No one in the group was allowed to come off looking like they'd lost any of their fights. Oh, and apparently, like the macho angle. Vin Diesel even came up with a point system based on kicks, punches, and headbutts, oh where gosh. you could actually measure the level of beating each one was taking and dishing out. Oh, wow. my 
my god. Is it like the richer and more like privileged you become, the more childlike you also become? I think so. You tell me, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> we also know famous singer and actress, Broadway legend Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So Icon. after a presumably poor bathroom experience on a movie set one time, she decided all future movies that she worked on would need to have peach-colored toilet paper provided oh. to match her complexion oh. and rose petals yes. placed inside every toilet on set. What? Inside that, the toilet? Yep. That is that. the most glorious diva thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that. And there's also actor Gary Busey. Oh, oh he's a nut job, If right? you don't know yeah, him, he, he was in Beverly Hills Cop and Point Break with Keanu Reeves. Now he just plays the crazy guy in every single movie. Yeah, yeah he's he, a method actor. He looks like a meth <laughs> well, actor. He, he <laughs> plays <laughs> the crazy guy in real life, too, because in one of his more recent films, he requested all the mirrors on set be removed well. so it looks more like heaven. Oh, oh, I thought it was just what? because he so saw his reflection like... one day. Yeah. Like, things haven't aged well. That would make sense. But no, he, he says like he what? wants it to look more like heaven, which apparently you know heaven, heaven has like. no heaven mirrors. better have mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I love looking at this. We also have actor Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, bring oh. it. And he has a requirement. And this is going to sound completely made up, but I swear it's not. Every movie that he works on, Tom Cruise requests 50 custom-made thongs awaiting what? him on what? every movie set. Does he wear thongs? All the stunts, he probably tears his underwear. Oh, he probably just it. doesn't mm-hmm. like to see panty lines. Oh, oh. Maybe. Fair enough. Actually, Jose is on to something. The practical reason is he needs G-strings made of soft, stretchy material so that when he does complicated stunts, yeah. his situation is taken care oh. of. Yeah. It's interesting that a small thing like that is going to take care of the entire situation and yeah. hold it That's in better That's why they're custom made, Brooke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Brooke actually is the opposite. She has yeah. big granny pants in case yeah. she uses it as a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> in some type That's of That's what I'm saying. You're never going to pack those things yeah. wrong. Uh-huh. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the strange demands big celebrities have put into their contracts whenever they're working on set. And we all know Will Ferrell is kind of a quirky dude. And yeah. when he did his basketball movie Semi-Pro, a few of his demands actually made headlines. Like one included, there needs to be a flight of stairs on wheels. Just what? in the room. Why? Another one was a Wait, fake tree on wheels. Why is everything and on wheels? A rainbow. He said it could be painted on a canvas, but it had to be also on wheels. So he could like move them around. The reason he said he did it so he could feel happy on set, even when things weren't going so well with the filming. Okay. Oh, Bad Oh, yeah. Will's frowning. Quick, get the fake tree in here. <laughs> what the, how do stairs make him happy? I don't know about that. I just want to be Maybe it's like a slapstick and he like forces someone to walk off the top of them. Don't question it, Brooke. <laughs> I'm sorry. You may have also heard Will Smith make the news for his on-set demands, but for Men in Black 3, Will said he had to have a two-story marble-floored trailer. What? what? For him to oh go spend his time in in between takes. But even that wasn't enough because he also asked for an extra trailer just to hold all his gym equipment. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, he seems like a diva. Yeah. Now. What is he putting in the two-story? Just a bunch of couches? I don't know. Out? We all know Jada's not visiting him. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like he got hey, don't talk about his wife. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> There's also actress Queen Latifah 
Apparently, she had a film early in her career that yeah. inspired her to add a clause to all her future contracts. Because after making the movie Set It Off. <gasps> oh, my God. One of the best movies of all time. Spoiler. Yeah. Sorry, I love that movie. Spoiler. Her character does have an epic death scene in it. Yes. And it after is that. Such a good movie. Queen Latifah decided she had enough dying. Oh. And from then on, she made sure she'd always make it into the sequels by putting a no death clause oh, in genius. all of her future Fire. film contracts. Oh, for the sequels. I don't that's know actually if they Set smart. It Off even had a sequel. It's probably because. Queen Latifah died. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we have actor George Clooney, who Ooh. he's one of Hollywood's biggest names, so yeah. he's able to pretty much make any request he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's why during his time making Gravity, oh yeah, remember the one that with space Sandra movie, mm-hmm. George required that a private beach hut style residence be built for him to spend his downtime in. He's laughing at that two-story Will Smith trailer. <laughs> I'm assuming they actually brought in real sand and like a bunch of interns making seagull noises outside <laughs> just to make yeah. him feel like he actually is in Barbados. Yeah, put Matt Damon on a boat yeah. in the distance. <laughs> and George also had a full-size basketball court built for him. So Whoa, that he could get some exercise whenever they weren't filming. Can't go for a half court? I nope, mean, need the full thing. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, that's how the Staples Center was built. Oh, that's what they built. <laughs> it was George actually George Clooney's just getaway to yeah. spend some exercise time. <laughs> Makes sense. And I know I refuse to work unless we do a phone tap right after oh, this. Oh, Ooh, wow. Good Such thing. Such demand. I'm not going to do it. kind of hoping for a tropical island, Jeffrey. Uh, no. But if you want to go phone tap. If, <laughs> it's Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. The mark of a great customer service person is being able to keep a cool head, really trying to understand what the customer is saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. And having the strength to not drop an F-bomb back at them. Oh, Oh, yeah. I I couldn't do it. No way. (laughs) Brooke greets him with an F-bomb. How can I help you today, sir? That's why it's going to be hard today for the guy who works at a piano sale and rental store. Oh, it's a sweet job to get happy for sweet people. It is. Because I have a big complaint. Oh, no. And I know there's not going to be a fix to it. Oh, So he's just going to have to deal with the wrath of me. (laughs) And I've got audio evidence to prove my point. You're going to hear it in your phone tap right now. It's another phone tap. Weekday mornings on the 20s. Thank you for calling Piano and Rentals. This is Scott. How may I help you? I demand a refund. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Can you can you can you tell me? Uh, yeah, I I rented a piano from you guys for my family reunion a few weeks ago, and it sucked. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Can you just tell me a little bit? You about know, I spent two hundred and fifty dollars renting this thing. Turned out to be a total disaster. Oh. Sir, super I... embarrassing. I, look, I apologize. I understand you're upset, and yeah, I'm upset. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to take care of the issue. So, can you can you please tell me what happened? Yeah, I'm just still like coming off of the shame of this because last week was my big family reunion, and everybody showed up to it. Okay. All my extended family, my mom's brothers, my dad's sister with the weird eyeball, everybody was there. And then after dinner, this happened. Wait, that's... That's me playing. Okay. Somebody recorded it and then posted this video on TikTok. What? Uh... They called me the most untalented man in the world. And... And and, and you, you play piano? Yeah, obviously I play piano. Not this bad normally. So, if so, I had so. a good piano, it would have sounded better. 
So, hold on. Are you, you're saying the piano is the problem? Yeah, it's all because of your piece of piano. Okay. Did you um, not hear what I just played for you? Did that sound good to you? No. Here's the so, second TikTok video they posted. Well? Okay, I appreciate that you don't have to play me. Have the... you heard enough yet? I have. I have. Because my dad um, heard enough. He said he didn't love me anymore after this. Okay, I'm... Uh... Even my four-year-old niece, she claps at everything. She turned her back on me while her mom gave me the finger. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. It was the most embarrassing day of my life. Uh, sir. All because of you and your dumb piano. Sir, I, uh, I want to be polite here because I don't know your training in piano or what the situation was that night. Uh-huh. But... I need to ask, were you drinking when this happened? Excuse me? I just need to throw that out there because it sounded like you were getting a little loose with the key. Oh, okay. Do not try and pin this on me. All right? I took two classes on YouTube preparing for that night. Okay. I promise you, um, no one was more ready to play Beethoven than me. Okay. I'm the Beethoven master. You mean Beethoven? Are you talking about Uh, Beethoven? No. I can read... It's Beethoven. You're really looking like the noob of the piano world here, not knowing how to say Beethoven right. So you don't think this has anything to do with your training? This is 100% the piano's fault? Would you have asked Chopin that question? Do you mean Chopin? Yeah, I, I know my ancient Canadian culture. Thank you very much. I'm pretty sure Chopin wasn't from Canada. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, piano nerd. Okay, I think we're getting a little too emotional here. Oh, really? So let's figure out a way to get you your refund. Thank you. God. I'll just need the name on the reservation and the date when you rented it. Okay, well, my name is Jeff, and it should be under the reservation Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Because this is a prank phone call from a radio station. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Lisa wanted to play a joke on you for your birthday tomorrow. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> she's probably listening right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I know for a fact that she's listening right now, actually. And she said she wanted me to give you a special rendition of Happy Birthday. Oh, my God, please don't. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three. Ha Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I can't do it. This piano sucks, man. Yes, it's the piano. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wake up every morning with phone tabs. Weekday mornings on the 20s. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Never underestimate the destructive capability of an eighth grader. <laughs> That's no true words have ever been spoken. If given the proper time and money, they can wreck your house, mm -hmm. your car, yep. but more importantly, they can ruin your first date. Whoa, what? At Why least, are they on your first date, Jack? Well, That's what one of our listeners claims happened to him the other night. He was out with a beautiful woman having a great time. Then a group of 13-year-olds managed to mess everything up. Oh, come on. But we had no idea how bad and how embarrassing it actually was <laughs> until we heard from his date. So you're going to find out what happens with your second date update next. Okay, looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you cannot miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't you want to find out how he met their mother?
Then go back home with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Oh, and start over with the Roses oh, on Shit's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Second date update. Brooke, how many horrible dates did you have to go on before you finally found your husband? 
And uh, actually, don't answer that because I don't want to hear about the 3,024 of them. Yeah. <laughs> All the Take fails. Uh, I would say add some good ones, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Actually, we just got 10 texts in to 78592 okay. saying the same thing. Please don't ask Brooke about her horrible dating life. <laughs> So I'm glad that we have someone else on the phone right now oh. to share their bad dating stories with us. Nice. His name is James, and in his email, he said he's been on so many awful dates, it was just refreshing to finally meet a woman who he described as somewhat normal. Oh, So wow. James, welcome Sorry. to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Everyone's thinking, where did you find someone somewhat normal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, James, a lot of people, when they write to us, they focus on the date that they just had. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of funny that you mentioned a few of the bad experiences that you had before this. Oh, you and went into, like, he went into detail about it? Yeah, one that you said was you got invited by a girl to her church picnic. That is correct. She originally told me it was if I wanted to see an outdoor play. And I thought, you know, like Shakespeare in the Park kind of deal or something like that. Yeah. And that wasn't the case at all because I get there and she's dressed like the devil. Oh, whoa. Her face is painted red. Oh, no. So not like a sexy devil like you were hoping for. No. Yeah. Not at all. She is screaming fire and brimstone. Everyone's going to hell. Oh, okay. It's kind of hot. So that's a look at dating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what was... I can use that. We role play it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Save that costume for yeah, later. Yeah, send me that. What, what was the other one that you mentioned? Something about um, mini golf? Yeah, I went on, on a date with a girl with mini golf. I, I don't know if she had like a medical problem or what, but she couldn't stop farting. <laughs> Sweet girl. And mini golf can, like, if there's not a lot of people, can be really quiet. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, the the windmill isn't that loud, though. She was trying to time it with the putter. (laughs) She's screaming for. I feel her so bad. So so there was a lot of room for improvement, you're saying. Tell, Tell us about the good date that you finally had. Who was that with? Her name is Vicky, and uh, I met her online. Her profile picture was pretty. I mean, I don't want to sound uh, shallow here, but... No, that's had... what dating online is set up for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And she totally looks like her picture. Uh, okay. We just clicked, and we sent multiple messages back and forth. I mean, with your history, were you thinking like, oh, my God, there's no way this sounds too good to be true? Yeah, are you a devil fart monster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. No, totally. So what did you and Vicky do for your date? We ended up going to a, a barcade. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's yeah. kind of like a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to go on a date to one of these. No, it's really fun. Yeah. They have like old school Atari games or any old arcade game or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. how was the arcade with Vicky? Did you guys have a good time? Yeah, dude. There's like this super awesome nostalgia factor going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this was, I guess... When going over the date, the only, like, hiccup is I came across my all-time favorite video game, which is uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh. I want to go I on found a date a, with you. I found a place like that by my house, and my son is obsessed with oh, it now. so fun, dude. It is such a good game. <laughs> yeah, dude, I kill it, Raphael. I mean, with the style. Oh, Raphael, the interesting choice. Nice. Why is that a bad moment in your date, though? Because the problem is, is once I found it, I wanted to play it. But it's, I saw it across the room, and as we were getting closer to it, I'm hyping it up, and I'm like, you're going to love playing this game. A group of uh, tweenagers 
they swooped in and started playing before I could get to it. Oh, no. oh this is an all-ages arcade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those places where, I like, I guess kids can get in there or yeah. stay in there until 9 p.m. or something. <laughs> okay. So, again, why did that ruin your date? You didn't get to play the games? Well, I did this thing where I stood awkwardly behind him thinking oh. that would, like, weird them out. <laughs> oh, no. Just super passive-aggressive, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you guys didn't go off and play something else? You're just standing there with your date as these teenagers Yeah, we're, we're sipping beers and we're talking, but then, like, okay. the, the one kid just, like, looks over his shoulder and it's like, shut up. <laughs> oh. That's probably oh. not a great look in front no. of your date. That's what you get, old man. Yeah, I, I'm not going to back off. And let these kids win because this is my game. I can like show off okay. with yeah. this game. This is the hill that you're choosing to die yeah, on. Yeah, this is the teenage mutant ninja turtle <laughs> mountain. Exactly. And it was like, you know what? Let's drift on. So we then we left the barcade and we're on just down the street to another bar. And she's like, I gotta wrap it up. And I'm like, dude, it's only eight thirty. And oh. she was like, I gotta get up early in the morning. And uh, okay, and it felt like an excuse to you. Dude. A little bit. You think she yeah. really wanted to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too? Uh, <laughs> She's like, that's it. If we're not going to play, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, she could have been turned off a little bit because I was being very forceful and very adamant about, like, let's play this specific game. Yeah. And then the, the kids being jerks maybe killed the vibe. Kids always kill the vibe. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. Yeah, go to a 21 plus yeah. next time. Yeah. <laughs> But I just need to know if that was it. Just say that was it. And then, uh, like, I will definitely make sure date number two will have no children at all. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's call her and ask. We'll see if that's the reason. We'll play a song, come back, call Vicky for you, and try and get your second date update, okay? That'd be awesome. All right, hold on, man. Second date update. A great TV show. Great yes. theme song. Amen. And an even better arcade game. For sure. And our guy James just wanted to show his date how Raphael could do some serious damage with his front flips. But he oh. never got that chance. Oh. And even worse than losing the chance to play the game is he actually lost his date, Vicky. Mm. Now, it seems like she may have used an excuse to get out of there a little bit early, Mm -hmm. but we're not sure. And James thinks it might have been because he got into a verbal spat with some unruly tweens who were hogging (laughs) the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle machine. And I just have to ask you, James, what's the worst thing that you said to them when you were in an argument? Uh, it was it was something really generic because you're arguing with kids, so you don't want to say something like "I tagged your mom and your dad was watching." What? Oh. That just came to you? Yeah, <laughs> concerned. It's like you've been playing this fight over and over in your head. Exactly. So it was something like, "I think I hear your mom calling." Okay. Uh, oh, all right. You probably should have gone with that first yeah. diss. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that more. would be a turnoff for me. A oh, yeah. red flag. Yeah, I never should have gotten into it with him at all. It's, yeah, yeah. It's lose, at least lose. you know that. Yeah. I mean, it's that and that you pick Raphael out of all of them. Oh. I mean, anybody else with... I, no? I was a Donatello guy, but... See, you know. I'm all Michelangelo. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Anybody could... Leonardo in the group? I, I don't I, even no. know that. I, yeah, I, I don't feel like we should discuss any more <laughs> well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle character preferences. It really preferences. reflects your personality. <laughs> I just think we should call Vicky and see what she has to yes. say. Maybe she's really picky about the characters, too. Maybe maybe she's a splinter gal. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh, that's the, a curveball. Yeah, exactly. She likes oh, okay. a zaddy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> They're called masters. Only <laughs> way is to call her and ask. So let's just do this. Here we go. I'm going to dial her number right now. Hello? Hey, is this Vicky? Uh, this is Vicky. 
Hey, Vicky, my name's Jeff from the radio show Brooke and Jeffrey in the Morning. Okay. Um, hi. Hi, Vicky. Hey. Hi. The whole show is here. Hey. How you doing? Um, I'm good. Uh, is there a reason you're calling? Oh, funny you should ask. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with our show at all? Um, yeah, I definitely listen. Um, cool. I'm just a little nervous right now. <laughs> okay. Well, then you might be familiar with the second date updates. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Your okay. nervous laugh is really cute, though, Vicky. Good job. <laughs> Brooke, stop oh, thanks. No, I just think it's cute. <laughs> well, we're calling, obviously, because one of our listeners went out with you recently, and he's been having a hard time reaching you over the past week. Remember James? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> wow. It wasn't as fun for you as it was for James, it sounds like. I mean, I don't know how much he's told you, so I don't want to, like, Okay. You know. Well, what we do know is you guys went to a barcade, had some mm-hmm. drinks. We did. Yeah. We know that he was really interested in you. He thought you were cute, had great hair, fun personality. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I mean, did you think he was cute? Yeah, I definitely thought he was cute. Um, okay. We were having a fun time. There was just kind of like a moment that was a little bit of a turning point for me. Um, Does that have anything to do with uh, a group of superheroes? <laughs> Teenagers, maybe turtles, maybe <laughs> yeah. some reptilian. All right. All right, so you know a little bit about it. Oh well, what, what he told us is that there were some kids hogging the Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtle machine, and so... It kind of Led to exchanged yeah. words. But you guys passed and just went somewhere else. But, I mean, to be fair, uh-huh. we we told him that that's like, I mean, for Alexis and I anyway, it'd be a pretty big yeah. red flag if he was arguing with teenagers <laughs> on not the date. Not a good look. Yeah. yeah, not a good look. There is a little bit more to the story. Oh, really? <laughs> what do you mean? Like he yeah. did more than exchange words with them? I mean, I think he thinks I don't know about this part, but Uh-oh. yeah, like he, so he went to the bathroom before we were going to leave and he came out and like had a cut on his lip. He looked kind of like bruised up and stuff. Like what? he had something had happened and he. Like something Whoa. had happened in the bathroom? Yeah. Oh God. Dude, sometimes you know, those, those paper towel dispensers, <laughs> I get in fights with those things all the time. That could have been it. They shoot nope. them out real quick. Yeah. But he, I mean, that's what he said. He said he like slipped and accidentally bumped his face on the stall. And oh. I was like, Whoa. are you that drunk? First of all. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's a, huh. I mean, they yeah. don't, I, I will say a lot of arcades and not very clean bathrooms. Oh. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it was a slippery floor. <laughs> well, what he doesn't know is, uh, like right before that, a few minutes before he came out, some of the middle schoolers came up to me who were playing the ninja game, and they uh, they said, "Hey, tell your boyfriend if he mouths off again, we're going to beat his ass worse than we just did." What? Oh, no. Wait, they beat him up in the bathroom? I think so, because like oh. in the moment I was like, "All right, whatever," oh. and then when I saw him, I was like, "Oh my god, he." just got beat up by a kid oh, oh my yeah. god oh. but you can't blame him for that like what is he supposed to do hit him back you can't yeah, yeah, you beat the crap out of those kids i don't know like no i'm kidding but did you bring uh, it up to him no i was just like i'm done this is definitely a red flag oh yeah uh, are you more turned off that he <laughs> fought or that he lost 
<laughs> I mean, just the fact that the whole thing happened. Just yeah, he's the adult in the situation. Then you're gonna like fight with some middle schoolers in the bathroom, and then you're gonna lie about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's pretty embarrassing to admit. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, don't I, know know. I don't know. All right, so look, here's what we know. We know that there was obviously some verbal stuff with the kids at the arcade, but yeah. You're saying you didn't actually see anything yourself, Vicky. So we need to go right to the source here uh, and just ask James, you throw hands with some middle schoolers or what? Normal questions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, James. Uh, well, I, I didn't know they talked to you, Vicky. I just... Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't know. It actually happened. Oh, oh okay. man. Well, okay, well, there were, first off, there were like seven of them, okay? No, no. Oh. Well, okay, there, listen. Listen, there were three of them, and one of them was on crutches, so don't... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he got hit with the crutch. Yeah. It's oh. a melee weapon. He was swinging with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> melee. James, how did that happen? How did that happen in the bathroom? I mean, they have horrible mouths. That's what happened, so I had to defend oh. myself. Oh. Wait. So, wait, did you ask them to fight you in the bathroom? No, I went into the restroom to do the, the, the normal things, just to leave myself, and then all of a sudden I get sucker punched from behind with a crutch. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, That's when they start running their mouths, and I square up, you and I swing. Wait, so you <laughs> did try to fight back? You kind of square down. You're taller than that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a fight or flight moment, and here's the, the problem: is I swung on one of them and I missed. Oh. Okay. Wait, so I you, you didn't actually try. tried to throw a punch yeah. at one of these kids? This is not making it better. Like, you're telling it in more detail does not make it better. They were attacking me. I was defending myself, and I was defending you. No, you weren't. You were not defending me. I was defending your honor. I was defending your honor because these kids were saying you had small boobs. I was like, you don't need to be saying. Oh, middle school. No, they didn't. Oh, God. And what's wrong with small boobs? There's nothing. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. You guys are laughing and thinking this isn't serious, but it was it was really serious. He had me in a headlock. I was losing consciousness, and he was like, this is about to go night-night. I'm like, what is this? How do they get in a headlock? They're shorter than you. This is why parents, stop putting your kids in Taekwondo. This is what happens. Are you exaggerating, James? Like, it feels like this story just keeps getting more out of control. If you had been there like I was, it was a desperate situation, and I was in a point where I was willing to do anything I could to get out of it. Yeah, it could be scary to be provoked. I just I mean, think if you have seven kids running around you, no matter how big they are. I it's think like there was only there was only three, but yeah. I'm just hoping now that we've heard the full story. Can you hear where he's coming from? He was defending your honor, defending himself, and maybe he deserves a second chance. We'd like to pay for another date with James. He never connected any punches. <laughs> And for the record, for the record, nobody here thinks that you have small boobs. We think they are just the right size. No, we think small is fine. I support it. I said just the right size. No, I I'm not interested. This thing is even worse than it was when I heard from the kids. Oh man. This is ridiculous, man. I get beat up by a mob of thugs and I'm not getting a second date out of it. James, this story just keeps getting <laughs> one of the kids was on crutches. <laughs> Have you not like, seen like Return of the Jedi? Like you could spin that thing around and around. <laughs> okay. You should have gone Raphael on oh, him though, right. bro. Oh, okay. Oh,
There we go. Bust out the nunchucks. <laughs> Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. I think we all can agree violence is never the answer. Mm-hmm. No. Unless the question is who's hogging the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade. No. Then I'll beat all you kids up. That's right. <laughs> no. The unwritten rule is you have free reign to swing on children. No, no. no, you don't. Okay, you tell me the rules. I don't know them. Listen, I will give. It can be scary to be, you know. Jumped? Well, yeah. (laughs) One time in the park, I I stopped a group of eighth graders from fighting. Oh. Okay. So you were able to stop them? With a baby on my hip. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, there's probably easier ways that he could have de-escalated the issue. But Mm, Okay. They were kind. Kind of frightening. <laughs> okay. Kind of. The thing is, you know that there's some woman out there listening who really feels bad for James. Why, sure. It's the mother of the children? No. <laughs> I'm, just, oh, I'm saying like I guarantee a- that we're going to get texts into 78592 from some women saying he was the victim and he was fully in his right to defend himself and he's mm. actually a hero. Sure. The kids were just trying to play their video game. Yeah, well, like if he would have not, like, I know, but if he wouldn't have started the whole thing to begin with. Oh, he started it. Look who's the kid now, He would have given them names, you know? <laughs> it's a good reminder, though, to all of our listeners, hey, if you're going out on a date tonight, don't beat up any kids. No, don't no. Your instincts might tell you to do it, but you have to resist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, remember, if you want to get a second date update or other awesome dating advice, you can always email the show. We'll call the person who isn't calling you back. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. I was thinking about our listeners this morning as I was driving to work. I was wondering, what are some of the questions that they might have about how our show works? That's a good question. Because I've always wondered that when I was a listener back in the day. Totally. You know, the ones besides the usual ones we always get, like, is Jose's laugh real? Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Then they come to comedy yeah. shows. I couldn't believe it was yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Also, is Jeffrey as handsome as he sounds? I've never uh, heard that one. I've never seen get that one all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the answer is no. Okay. But <laughs> one of the biggest questions they have is probably... How do we decide which people we're going to call for the second dates and the phone taps and all the things that we do? Because there's a lot of emails and messages that come in. And I would say you can tell pretty quickly as soon as you read somebody's email if they're going to have a good story for you or not. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they're like well-versed, I'll say. Like good at talking. Yeah. So like the message we received the other day started with this. It said, I've been hiding something down in my basement for over a decade. (gasps) And I was like, stop right there. Yeah. Do yeah. not need to hear anymore. We need to call this person. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. So and then maybe the authorities. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to hear what one of our listeners has been secretly keeping below their house for oh, years no. when we do a brand new mass speaker coming up. Okay, looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you cannot miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't you want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Oh, and start over with the Roses oh, on Shit's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 
16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't know me. Confession I can't take back. I am... The Masked Speaker. 99% of the time on this show, I'll admit, we're super judgmental and smug. Uh, is, isn't that our role? Well, I don't know. But this segment <laughs> is the one time we promise to try to not be. Yeah. Can't, can't guarantee yeah. it, mm-hmm. but we're going to try mm-hmm. as our listeners confess their inner truths with complete and total anonymity. And one of our listeners is already on the phone, ready to give her confession. And she wanted to use the alias Amy, 
which I personally think <laughs> is a great choice. Oh, okay. oh is there a reason? I'm just not judgmental at all about oh, it. I, I think I see. Amy, I okay. great choice on right. your fake name. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, and, already going well. I don't know if you got to choose your voice, but I also really like it. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, you guys are starting to sound fake. We and also, approve. I really like this show that you're on right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy. So, obviously, you are today's mass speaker. We're altering your voice using our voice changer. So, yes. whenever you're ready, go ahead. I just want to make sure that, like, does it sound okay? It doesn't sound like me. It's definitely math. Oh, it sounds weird. It does not sound okay. We've never heard what you actually sound like, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So I'm going to say it doesn't sound like a normal person. Okay. Mm. For the last 12 or 13 years, I've been quietly collecting deodorant. Did you say deodorant? What? Yes. Collecting. Like, okay. you have a collection of sticks of deodorant? or you... All kinds. Oh, okay. Can huh. I ask why? I wish I could put my finger on why. At first, I thought it was obviously the scent. I've always been fascinated by the smell of deodorant and, like, having your own personal huh. little candle kind of thing. Um, it's an armpit candle. It comes in all these textures, so it's just... It's a whole different element than, like, a scent thing. I mean, I'll agree with you there. Like, I've always thought it was pretty cool how they can get so many different scents into, like, a little tiny stick of whatever it's made of. I don't even understand it, really. Can I ask, how many sticks of deodorant do you have? Hey, can you ask that less judgy, Brooke, please? I didn't mean to sound judgy. Like, do you store them? Is there a big shelf in your house where you display them? What do you do with them? Yeah, so in my basement, I have baker's racks. I basically started ordering them when it got overwhelming, meaning I had to stack them and I didn't want to keep them in boxes because I wanted to be able to see them and and look at them. So I have about over 100 baker's racks in my basement. Oh, my God. Whoa, girl. So what do you do with all these stacks of deodorant? You just go down and look at them? them. Your basement must smell amazing. Yeah, like basically I get all kinds. And so I start with... You know, like when Dove came out with new ones, like cucumber and pomegranate, and then they had the spray ones. So I have all the aerosols from each different brand and company on a different baker's rack. And then I have the roll-ons, and I even have men's deodorant. Okay. Men's does smell good. I gotta say, Amy, (laughs) this is fascinating, but is this your confession that you collect deodorant? I mean, how could your family not know that you have a huge collection? So my husband knows that I have them, but yeah. the one thing that he doesn't really know is how I got them or how I've gotten so much. Okay. So I guess my big secret is that every single deodorant downstairs was stolen. What? Oh, Girl, you're shopping. No. You stole them? You get the five-finger discount on your deodorant collection. Oh, my God. What? I can't say that I'm not a klepto. I've never done this in my life over anything. But part of collecting deodorant, it just became a thing because it's the easiest thing to not pay for. It literally, <laughs> you can just pick one off the shelf. And if you put it in your purse, I've even walked out of the store with my purse unzipped and open where they see it. No freely. way. But they, just, they just assume it's my deodorant. Oh. Oh, my God. So now I'm starting to think that you're not into deodorant. You're actually just into the thrill of stealing stuff. But she limits it to only deodorant, Brooke. No, I'm starting to think i got to try this. No. (laughs) Why have I paid for my deodorant all the time? How often are you lifting these things? Probably every day I go to the store. What? Oh, wow. You're going to get caught eventually. You better watch out. How much do you think your deodorant collection's valued at at this point? (laughs) I don't think it goes up in value. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um... 
at least fifty thousand dollars. Fifty grand. Whoa. In deodorant? And you haven't gotten caught once? Not one time, which is probably the fascination. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you, I guess you're right. People don't I care. Feel like you can't do anything with it. You can't sell that to people. Yeah. It's like you're flaunting it. It's like your purse is open. Look what I got in here. Yeah. You want to try wow. to catch me? Is there any end game or is you just are continuing to do, you're going to continue to do this? For me, I feel like it's such a massive habit, obviously, that I'm going to continue to do it. Oh. But I think the reveal of this moment for me is that at some point I'm, sensing that my husband's going to be curious you know i would imagine it, he might even ask me well how much money have we spent on this you know kind of thing and yeah yeah what if he gets in on it with her and they become the bonnie and clyde of the deodorant <laughs> oh yeah i would definitely yeah. watch that hbo special <laughs> All right, well. you know, i always thought it would go bad on me but they don't oddly oh, oh. It, deodorant lasts literally forever you're really selling our listeners on yeah. stealing deodorant yeah. for themselves so it doesn't even expire Dangerous. not good <laughs> not good no no judgment yeah we're That's not right. encouraging no people judgment. to shoplift though. but you can can't we just you can't say, say, say not good you can say interesting interesting <laughs> okay yeah. Ill- illegal say it brooke say interesting interestingly illegal <laughs> okay <laughs> well thank you for sharing with us amy and make sure to text in 78592 if you have a confession you've been holding on to we'll hide your identity by masking your your voice so you can be the next mass speaker. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Win Brooks Fox! Brooks just trying to get one win in a row oh, today. Oh, God, I put this loser hat on. Yeah, you do. Put that oh. thing back on, and God. you're in trouble yeah. because Uh-oh. we have a veteran coming back who actually has posted a winning record against you. She's 4-2-1. and one. Her name's Nessa from Whoa. Squim. Welcome back, Nessa. Hi, guys. Wait, hey. Like, Nessa, you served in the armed forces, or you're a veteran of this game? This show. Jake, you can stop saluting. He okay. was saluting in the background. <laughs> I just needed to clear it up because I think his arm was about to go numb. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, what do you do for a living, Nessa? I'm a teacher. Oh, don't say oh. it as a down thing. Yeah. Like, we are so sorry. Yeah, yeah we are, though. Right away. <laughs> but let's send Brooke out of the studio. You know how the game's played, Nessa. We got 30 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. If you don't know when you can say pass, but you have to beat Brooke outright to win. Are you ready? Yep, let's go. All right, your time starts now. On this day in 1990, Jane Fonda announced her engagement to what billionaire media mogul? Pass. What's the name of the real-life animal mascot for University of Washington? Happy. Hypochondria is the fear of what? Um, being sick. What does the MS stand for in MSNBC? Oh, pass. Are the famous Hollywood sign letters more or less than 100 feet tall? More. The two national languages of Finland are Swedish and what else? English. Man, I bombed. <laughs> you don't know that. You've got a lot of okay. questions in. We're yeah. going to bring Brooke back into the studio. And Nessa, I don't know if you've been listening, but I've been asking all of our contestants for their holiday traditions lately. And I've been informed that you are actually Jewish, just like Yay! me. That's We're one of the normal ones, Nessa. <laughs> so tell me, what's your Jewish holiday tradition that yeah. you do? Yeah. I'm starting a new one. I've been raising chickens, and tonight 
I'm actually going to be slaughtering my rooster. Hey, wow, Jewish just sounds cool. I yeah. got one what? What's your plan? Are What's... you going to wring its neck? Are you going to use just a straight axe on it? I could tell it jokes and bore it to death. Yeah. If you like. <laughs> no, I'm, I, my friend's going to do it because he's the expert. He's got the like respect and the skills. And I haven't decided if I'm going to watch or not. Oh, no, no don't watch. You can't keep roosters, though, in city limits. Don't... Are you going to oh. eat it later? Yeah, we're making matzo ball soup. There you go. Oh, oh my God. Not that's the way to do it. Chicken. At least no. it's going for a good cause. All right. I'm cry. Brooke, it's your turn. Are you Savage. ready? Yeah. Brooke, her up around this show. I'm closet. ready. <laughs> your time starts now. On this day in 1990, Jane Fonda announced her engagement to what billionaire media mogul? Uh, Ted Turner. What's the name of the real life animal mascot for the University of Washington? Uh, Henry the Husky. Hypochondria is the fear of what? Uh, fear of getting sick. What does the MS stand for in MSNBC? Uh, MS pass. Are the famous Hollywood sign letters more or less than 100 feet tall? Uh, less. Oh, my God. All right. Oof, that didn't feel very good. It went MS. by quickly, What does didn't it stand for? Well, we'll find out when we go over the answers. But first, scoreboard time with Jose. You belong in a tree. You're a nut. <laughs> you guys get it? Yeah. Because nuts are I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nessa's going to sacrifice the squirrel later tonight and eat it. <laughs> she didn't say no. no she uh, didn't. Nessa, the slaughter from Squim, you got one correct. Today. Oh. Oh. Dude, it was a hard one, Nessa. I'm with yeah. you on Is that it one. Is going to be dude. enough? And she got more questions in than Brooke did, but Brooke got three. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh man. I'm sorry, Nessa. Oof, it's okay. Let's go over the answers here. On this day in 1990, Jane Fonda announced her engagement to Ted Turner, the wow. billionaire media mogul who owned TBS. And, like, all of Montana. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. I'm <laughs> serious. Like, that no, guy. All the real estate and farms yeah. and everything. But he does good with his land. Yeah. Big God, land conservation. The name of the real-life animal mascot for University of Washington, his name's Dubs. Oh. And the fake mascot that you were thinking of, Brooke, is Harry the Husky, not Harry, Henry. Harry, yeah. It's a real husky named Dubs. And then the mascot that's a The guy that the dresses suit. up in the costume. I wasn't thinking Harry. of anything. I just thought the alliteration was nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were close. Hypochondria is the fear of being ill or sick. Mm -hmm. The MS in MSNBC stands for Microsoft. What? Oh. The famous Hollywood sign huh. letters are less than 100 feet tall, only okay. 45 feet. Dang, and the two national huge. languages of Finland are Swedish and Finnish. Ah. So, Go ahead, Finnish. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay. good. So, Nessa, happy Hanukkah. And we'll be back to win Brooks Bucks same time on Monday. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 